we're, we're going we're gonna to change order of the service here for just a moment. Uh, if you, you, can be, you can go back to your seat. Don't, don't sit down. Turn with me to Isaiah 53. I don't think I'm going to preach a long time, but I feel like that the Lord wants me to give you some information here, and then we're going to proceed. We're going to bring the praise team back up here in just a moment. But I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, major prophet in your Bible. We're going to look at chapter 53, Isaiah 53. Just trying to follow the Lord this morning, trying to stay in His will, trying to let the Holy Spirit have His way. Isaiah 53, it says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For He shall grow up, for He shall grow up before Him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we should see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man acquainted with sorrows, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to our own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before the shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? He was cut off of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Heavenly Father, Thank you, Lord God, for this moment in time, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit that's leading us and guiding us, Father. And now I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord. Preach through me, O God. Hallelujah. Lord, that I might simply be a mouthpiece, God, to convey your thoughts to this congregation. Thank you, Lord God, for your spirit in this service, God. Thank you, Lord God, for what your word has said, O God. And now we receive that in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? 
Who hath believed our report? There's a lot of people in the area around us and maybe a few in this place this morning that I'm asking this question to. Who hath believed our report? Because you see, we hear a lot about Jesus. We hear a lot about the Lord. We hear a lot about what He can do. We hear a lot of things that make our life better because of Him. But I want to ask you, who hath believed our report? The report is that you were lost in sin and you were in need of a Savior. The report is that your world doesn't get better outside of Jesus Christ. Your report is without Jesus Christ, you have no hope of the future. Your world is going to end in sorrow, in pain, and in agony, and in defeat. And then when you close your eyes in death, you open your eyes in hell. That's the report. Who hath believed our report? You see, a lot of people want to talk about Jesus. A lot of people want to tell you they know Jesus. I have people tell me all the time, oh, I pray every day while they're living like the devil. And I want to let you know, it doesn't matter who you, how often you pray. I need to know who you're praying to who are you praying to because if Jesus doesn't live in your heart then you're just simply praying to yourself because you placed ooh, <laughs> I'm fixing to meddle in your business if Jesus Christ sitting on, on the throne of your heart then you're not praying to him you're praying to yourself because you placed yourself there you've decided that it's more important than you be happy just like the Lord said this morning I'm going to call on you to do some things that's going to make you uncomfortable and if you're not part of the kingdom of God and if God doesn't live in your heart then you'll refuse to do those things because they make you uncomfortable and whenever you begin to pray you're simply praying to yourself Oh, you may use Jesus' name, but you haven't believed his report. His report says that we're lost and in iniquity. His report says that we need a Savior. His report says that things are never going to be right till I get my life right with him. His report says that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. His report says that all others that have come before him are thieves and liars. His report says that he and he alone can sacrifice and save me from my sin. How can he do that? Because he was a tender root out of dry ground. He was a tender root out of dry ground. What in the world does that mean? I'm waiting. No. If you've got, you got a plant out there in the yard and its roots are in the ground, it'll live. Are, are you with me? When the water falls, puts all that stuff in the roots and that plant will live because it's in the ground. You take that root out of the ground or you send it through a time of famine and that plant will die, will it not? You put, the, you put that, if I was to set that plant right here in the middle of the floor, it would just not be very long and its leaves would start falling off and it would die and before long it'd just be a stick that we were taking out there to the blue storage cabinet right outside the door here. That's the dumpster. We call it the dumpster because it's dead. It's got to have something of this earth in order to live. Is that right? If a plant doesn't have something of this earth, then, it, then, then it, it will die. But Jesus was a root out of dry ground. What does that mean? That means he was complete. He needed nothing of this earth. 
He was, he was not of this world. He was, he was in this world. He was not of this world. He didn't need anything from this world. There was no unrighteous in him. As a matter of fact, he even told Pilate, I lay my life down. I pick it up. He said, don't you know I could call 12 legions of angels to come and rescue me? He said, you have no control. You have no authority over me. Why is that? Because he wasn't of the world. He didn't need anything of this world to exist. He didn't need anything of this world to make him complete. He was a root out of dry ground. And because he was not of this world, he was the perfect sacrifice for sin for he was outside of the lineage of Adam. And because he's outside of that lineage, he is the perfect sacrifice. And when he gave his life on Calvary, hallelujah, he opened up a way that I might become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And without Jesus in your heart, you simply pray to yourself because you have to have something of this world in order to keep you going. You've got to have something of this world. You are in this world, my friends. But if you know Jesus Christ, you're not of this world. You're of the root that's out of dry ground. <laughs> I don't need its entertainment to keep me entertained. I don't need its stuff to keep me going forward. I don't need its affirmation to make me feel good about myself. All I need is Jesus Christ because he was the root out of dry ground and whenever I accepted him, whenever I accepted him, whenever I accepted him, then I got everything that comes along with him. Hallelujah. I got divine healing. By his stripes, I am healed. It took me a minute to get here because this is where I want to be, but I had to get here. This morning... God is in this place to do some healing. Some of you, you've lost your vision. You've lost your direction. You're out there wandering around. You, you, you know where you ought to be, but you're not sure how to get there. You, you, you know what you want to do, but you're not sure how to accomplish it. You're, you're lost out there. You need to be healed. You need to, you need to have some eye salve put on your eyes so you can he see. You need to have some, eye, some ear stuff put in your ears and get the, the, the worldly wax, that, that dirt in your, that you've allowed to get in your ears. You need to get that out so you can hear because the Bible says that if you can't see, the Bible says that, that seeing you'll not see and hearing you're not here. And if God doesn't clean your eyes and ears out today, you can sit through this service and never hear what I'm saying. Because the devil's trying to block. And if you give in to that blocking, then you can see and not see and you can hear and not hear. And the Bible says that if you're in that condition, you won't be converted. Conversion. Conversion is what you're looking for. No longer a man of this world, but a man of God. Having your heart changed. <laughs> I think it's Isaiah that says, come let us sit down and reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them as white as snow. My God, my God. This world is only destined for sin and destruction. It's dark on both ends. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse because we're in the end times and the Antichrist is rising. I believe he's alive today somewhere in this world. I believe the false prophet may already be in place. We're not calling him that yet. But we're at the end of this thing, my friend. We're, we're at the end. The trumpet's going to sound. 
And that which is corruptible is going to put on incorruption. And that which is mortal is going to put on immortality. And when death is swallowed up in victory, then they'll say, oh, death, where is thy sting? Because I'm going to be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. My mind will be right. My body will be right. Everything will be right. Why? Because I've made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. But if your eyes this morning are blinded and your ears are stopped up and you're not hearing what I'm saying, you're wandering around and don't know which way to go. I'm telling you here today, Jesus Christ is in this house to open up your ears and open up your eyes and put your feet back on the right path to him so that the glory of the Lord will once again fill your house with power and with anointing. Hallelujah. The glory of God is not for a few. It's not just on the preacher so he'll jump around and do crazy stuff. It's not just on people that you know that you admire because you think they're holy people. The glory of the Lord is for your house. The glory of the Lord is for you, my God. It's for you this morning. You don't have to, you don't have to call out to somebody that you think is more holy than you to pray the, the prayer of faith. You can pray the prayer of faith. You can pray the, you can be delivered. You can pray, your, pray for your own healing. But you got to figure out who you're praying to. Who are you praying to? Are you praying to someone that you've allowed to seat, set, seat, set, sit, sit, sit on the throne of your heart? Are you praying to someone who's a root out of dry ground, who has all the power and authority given in heaven and earth? Has he been planted and placed on the throne of your life? Or are you refusing to let him have that spot and you want to keep it? As long as you keep it, then you're praying to yourself and your healing's never going to come through yourself. Your eyes are never going to be open through yourself. Your ears are never going to be open through yourself. It's just going to be more gloom, despair, and agony on me, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Why? because you won't get off the throne. Let Jesus have your life. You'll find it all comes together. You'll find it all comes together if you let Jesus heal your eyes. Let Jesus heal your ears so that you see with his eyes and hear with his ears. So when the Lord asks you to do something that sounds crazy and that sounds like it won't work and sounds like it's just nuts or whenever the enemy comes in like a flood, you don't have to be overwhelmed and destroyed. Instead, you can raise up a standard against him. You can lift the sword of faith. You can say in the name of Jesus, get, get behind me, Satan, and Satan will Move at your words. Why? Because when he sees Jesus on the throne of your heart, he sees Christ and you speak with his power and your authority, his authority and he'll move. He'll move. He'll move. Are you, are you hearing me today? Are you seeing? Are you hearing? Or are you caught up in self-pity? Oh, pre preacher, that works for you, but I tried it one time and it just didn't work for me. Well, try it again. Come down here and put Jesus back on the throne and try it again. Press again. Push again. Don't give up. 
The day is short. The time is spent. The end is at hand. This isn't the day to get confused and confounded. It's the day to keep your eyes open and your ears clear so you can hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Lord is here today not only to hear your, heal your eyes and heal your ears, but He's here today to hear your, heal your mind. Your mind. The Bible tells me that the carnal mind is an enemy of God and always will be. This carnal mind is never going to agree with the, with the mind of Christ. And this morning, some of you may have problems with your mind. You're having thoughts that you can't make stop. You, you're, having, you're having things going in your head that, 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 make, that don't make any sense. You're having things that are happening between your ears that are telling you to, to go back or things that are telling you to, to do something or things that are telling you that it's never going to get any better. You're having your mind telling you the, the direction with Jesus right now is not the way you want to go because that preacher's not telling. We went and preached in Greece several years ago whenever Kenan first went over there, so it's been about five years ago, and there was a young man that was a Greek that actually what he did is he followed one of our young ladies into the church <laughs> That's why he came. He saw her on the street, thought she was pretty, so he followed her into church thinking maybe he could sit by her, talk to her. But when I talked to him, I could tell he was, his mind was messed up. There was something wrong with him. I, I mean, he wasn't crazy. I'm just saying his mind, his mind wasn't, wasn't a saved mind. It wasn't a regenerated mind. His mind was simply on things of the world. He was as, he was as base as a, as, as a dog. He, just, he was almost just animalistic, just... I could tell. I could tell by looking in his eyes. I could tell by the conversation we were having. He spoke very broken English. I didn't speak any Greek, but I had some people there that did, and they were kind of telling me what he was saying. And, I, and So anyway, he said in the service, it was an English-speaking service, and there were some Iranians in there that day. And the Lord knows how much I love the Iranian people. I've been praying for the Iranian people for probably 30 years. So I love the Iranians. And so the point that they were in there, the fact that they were in there, to me was just a hallelujah moment. I mean, I just couldn't believe that God had brought Iranians in the, in the, in the congregation and they were there and I was preaching and, and I got through preaching and, and we had the altar time and, and some people came down and we prayed with them and when we started to leave, uh, some girls had herded him to the elevator and told him, leave, you leave, go. And I said, what in the world's going on? Well, I found out that he had gathered up those Iranians and he was telling them that I was a liar. That everything I said was wrong. That, that nothing that I was preaching was right. I was just, I was spreading propaganda and I was a liar. And, and I'm telling you, that was the, that was the devil himself <laughs> at that particular moment using that young man to try to discourage these new Iranian believers who hadn't been saved very long, who were still trying to figure this out. And I'm telling you that, that, the, the enemy can take your mind and he can try to convince you that what the Lord is asking you to do is wrong and, and what, what you want to do is right because you're, 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 you're driven by that mind. Does that, does that make sense? And, and if your mind is evil, then your body's going to be corrupt because your mind is against the work of God. And this morning, God wants to heal some of those thoughts. Because see, some people in here today, and I don't know who you are, but some people in here today have, have a warped sense of what God is because of parental situations or because of situations they've gone through in life or maybe because they felt like God disappointed them one time and so they're convinced that God is, is a mean God and 
he doesn't work like his word says he does. And I want to tell you this morning that if you'll make an effort this morning, God is in this house to heal your mind, to make your mind to where it's right. <laughs> To make your mind worth right. Because if you stay in self-pity, if you stay in self-pity, I'm telling you, you're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into that dark place. And you're going to end up with depression and a warped sense of, of, of the world. And that, that mind this morning, that's, this is where I've been trying to get. Because I believe that God this morning is in this house to set some minds free to set you free from condemnation. I think there's some people in here this morning who are, who are not able to follow the Lord because they're constantly condemned by something that happened in their past. You know, the Bible tells me that there's two types of people that will never be able to serve God. The first one is a dog. People who act like a dog. And the Bible says the particular thing he's talking about is dogs that eat their own vomit. These people will never be able to serve the Lord because they can't reject what's been done to them and let it go. They want to vomit it up, and then instead of leaving it on the sidewalk like a dog, they eat it and put it back in their spirit man. And then sometimes later when the Lord starts to move on them, the devil will be sure that they vomit that up again so they can relive all the hurt and relive all the pain and relive all the rejection and relive everything that happened against them. And then when they finish, they eat it again only to vomit it up again, to eat it again, to vomit it up again. That person's never going to grow. You're never going to grow in God like that. You're never going to get away from where you are because you're continually living in condemnation. You're continually living in things that have been forgiven and forgotten. And in some cases, people don't even care anymore. They don't even know what you're talking about. The people that offended you are dead. They're dead. The people that hurt you are gone but you continue to let them live in your spirit by vomiting them up and eating it again. And those people will never grow in God. You're going to have a hard time even making heaven because you live so much in self-pity that you can't live an overcoming life and you keep going and vomiting and eating it. The second type of person that will never make it into heaven, that will never live, I shouldn't say that, that will never live an overcoming life is a pig. Because the pig comes out of the pit and you clean him all up and you get him looking all nice and pretty and pink and he really looks like he's good, but he can't stay there. A pig has a problem, right? A real pig. Not, not the one I'm talking about, not the spiritual pig, but the real pig has a problem. He can't regulate his body temperature. So when he gets hot, what does he do? He wallers in the mud. You can clean him up, make him look as nice as you want, and the first time it starts getting hot, he's going to go back and water in that mud again to try to cool off, to try to get to somewhere comfortable, to try to get somewhere where he feels at home. He's not going to stay clean. He's going to go back into pigsty. And I'm telling you, the Christian that is a pig will never follow God because when it starts getting hot, when it starts getting confusing, when things start happening, when the Lord starts moving on your heart, whenever the Lord says, raise your hands, when the Lord says, worship me, when the Lord says, go to the front, when the Lord says, trust me, and it starts getting hot, you're going to run back to what's comfortable. 
You're going to run back to what you know. You're going to run back to that slop. You're going to run back to the mud. You're going to waddle around in that mess and get yourself all entangled in it again. And then God's going to have to deliver you out again. And even the prodigal son looked at that pig slop that he'd been eating and said, it's better for the servants in my daddy's house than it is in his pigsty. And some of you need to come out today. You need to come out. You've been wandering around in that mud long enough. It's time to come out of there and come to the Father's house and let him put a robe around you, put a ring on your finger, bring, set you a seat at the table and to tell you that neither does he condemn you. Go and sin no more. You can do it. You can do it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Some of you this morning, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it home right now in case you're wondering. Some of you this morning have been disappointed by events. You, you've, you've, you've been disappointed because things didn't work out like you thought. And now when you pray, your mind tells you, yeah, you prayed about this too and it didn't happen. You prayed about this and it didn't work out. You prayed about this and you still had to do go into this bad situation. You, it didn't work for you before. It's not going to work for you again. And somehow your faith is being just snuffed out one prayer at a time. And your mind needs to be renewed. You need to understand. You need to understand who you're living for. If you only serve God, if you only serve God for what he can do for you, in, in John chapter 7, chapter 6, Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. And the Bible says that he had a great number of, of disciples. Some commentators believe that he had over 300 disciples that were following him that day. He's got a great number of disciples. And he started saying, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. He started saying, unless I'm the Lord of your life and I'm the Lord alone, then you have nothing to do with me. And the Bible says in the end of that chapter, it says, who can do this? These disciples said, who can do this? Who can eat this man's flesh? Who can drink this man's blood? Who can do this? This is a hard saying. And the Bible says that so many of them got discouraged about it that they left him. So many left him that he looked to the 12 and he said, will you go also? And I guess that's what I'm asking you this morning. That's what I'm asking you this morning. Is you, are you going to let your mind so cause you to become discouraged? Are you going to let your mind so become caught up with the things of the past, with the vomit that you've been vomiting out or with the comfort that you found in the pigsty? Are you going to let your mind so condemn you over something that wasn't even your fault? Are you going to let your mind so condemn you over something that somebody did to you that, that was years ago and nobody even knows about it anymore? Are you going to let yourself be so condemned by that that you decide that it's not even worth following Jesus anymore because who can eat this man's flesh and drink this man's blood? And I can tell you, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you will eat his flesh. You will consume his word. You will accept his power. You will consume his 
flesh and you will drink his blood because your sins will be forgiven. The blood that I have today, I know it's O positive and I know I probably got it from my daddy, but the blood that flows in my spiritual man is nothing more than the blood of the father because he gave my spiritual man a transfusion when he resurrected him from the dead and today royal blood flows in that spirit man's veins. Hallelujah. I'm no longer me. I'm God's who made me, loved me, created me, bought me, paid for me. So this morning, in closing, God is here today to heal your eyes, to heal your ears, to heal your mind, to heal your situation. I'm not, I'm not when I say situation, I'm not talking about making it to where your life is better. Because see, those guys that followed Jesus, those 300 that left, they were only there because they were being associated with Jesus and everybody thought they were something. They weren't there for Jesus. They were there for them. Spiritual humanism says I serve God because he's good to me. Spiritual humanism says that God will always give me a nice car. God will always put me in a nice house. God will give me a nice wife and all my kids will be born naked. That's spiritual humanism. To think that I serve God for my pleasure. To think that God will heal me so I don't have to go to the doctor. To think that God will touch me so that I can be a better person. All about me. And I'm here to tell you this morning, unless you die, Jesus can't live. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live, I live under the power of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The next verse says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I don't continually go back to that pigsty. I don't continually eat my vomit. I don't continually condemn myself. I don't continually do the things that I know causes me to go back into sin. I stay away from those things. Why? Because I'm not frustrating the grace of God because I'm dying to self. I'm, and if God wants to rescue me, he can rescue me. But if he gets more glory by me going through it, then I'll go through it. And if he wants me to die, I'll die for his glory. Why? Because it's no longer I that's love. It's Christ that lives in me. Hallelujah. Stand with me if you would this morning. Praise team, could I get you to come back? We're going to take communion here in just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. We're going to receive communion. This, this is the symbol of God's blood, of the blood of Christ. This is the symbol of his broken body. We're going to receive that in just a few minutes. But before we do, Hallelujah. Before we do, I want to give you an opportunity this morning to leave your seat and to allow God to do some healing of your eyes, some healing of your ears, some healing of your mind, some healing of your attitudes, some healing of, of the things that cause you to stay where you're at. Because I'm telling you, you know, I've never been, I've never been anywhere people were shooting at me. Never been any place like that. But there's one thing I'm pretty sure of. That when somebody's shooting at you, if you stay in the same place, sooner or later they're going to hit you. That's what I'm pretty sure of. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't want to find out. But that's what I'm pretty sure of. I'm pretty sure that I got to move. I'm pretty sure I got to get behind a different tree, go behind a different rock, 
lay on my belly and cry somewhere else. I'm pretty sure I got to get away. I'm pretty sure I got to move. I'm pretty sure if you stay in one place and somebody's hunting you, I'm pretty sure they're gonna, you're going to die. Pretty sure that's true. And I want to tell you today that if you keep staying where you're at, if you keep staying where you're at, you're going to spiritually die. You're going to spiritually die because the devil goes about as a roaring lion. What's he doing? Seeking whom he may devour. And if he can cut you out of the herd and cause you to stand still while everybody else is moving, then you're going to be easy pickings for the, the, the devil that's trying to destroy your soul. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. And this morning, as they play something here this morning to sing, I want to give you opportunity to leave your seat and to come down here and stand at the bottom of these steps and to say, God, I need my eyes healed so that I can see again. I need my ears healed so I can hear what you're saying again. I need my mind healed so that I can let go of all that condemnation and wickedness. I need, I need my spirit healed so that I'm no longer setting myself on the throne, but I'm allowing Jesus Christ to sit upon the throne of my heart so that he might be glorified. And whatever I do, may I do it unto the glory of God the Father through Jesus Christ the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. If that's you this morning as we worship, Leave your seat. Make your way down to the front. Lift your hands and say, today's the day I let it go. Today's the day I let it go. Today's the day I receive my healing. I'm going to quit worrying the future. I'm going to quit worrying about this stuff. I'm going to put it in the hands of a God who loves me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. This is your day to change your life. Or you can continue right where you're at. You can continue. Continue living for yourself. Continue living in your sin. Continue living in your wallowing in your pigsty. And it's never going to change. It's only going to get worse. If you need Jesus this morning, make your way down. Join these that are here. This is the easiest altar call you'll ever come to. You're not even going to be here by yourself. You're not going to be here by yourself. If you're down here, lift your hands and you just begin to talk to Jesus. You don't need me. You just need Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you want to come pray with somebody, then feel free to leave your seat. Come down here to the front. Lay your hand on their shoulder. You don't need to talk to them. Just pray with them. Just lift them up in prayer. Let God touch their hearts. Let them make peace with God. Hallelujah. 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 Anyone else this morning, you want to come down? Glory to God. We're going to pray down here together. If you're in your seat, I'd encourage you to worship the Lord. Like I said, if you want to come pray with somebody, leave your seat. Make your way down here. Hallelujah, but let's just worship the Lord here for a minute. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Because I know there's peace within your presence I speak just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus 
just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind cause I know there's peace within your presence I speak Jesus and I just want to speak the dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name Every stronghold shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus sing it again amen I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression Jesus, your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life, break every stronghold, shine through the
Would you just lift your hands with me for just a moment and let's just worship God. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We praise you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing, Lord God. Thank you for deliverance, God. Thank you for your power, God. Thank you for your passion, God. Thank you for your glory that's filling this house right now, God. Lord, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Come on, worship the Lord this morning. Worship the Lord this morning. Spend just a moment here. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 
Glory, 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 glory. Father God, thank you, Lord God, for removing us, oh God, off the throne of our heart and allowing you to be there, Lord. Allowing you to be there, oh God. Allowing you to take that place. My God, we worship you. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let the Spirit of the Lord come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 As is our practice, we're going to sing one more song this morning. And if the Lord's still dealing with your heart, make your way down. One more song, and then we're going to change the order of this service. But if the Lord's still dealing with your heart, then I encourage you, leave your seat. Make your way down here to the front. Let us pray with you this morning, and let the Lord minister to you. Hallelujah.
Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you've ever wondered what the glory of the Lord feels like, that's what you're experiencing right now. You're feeling the peaceful, the peaceful side. God's glory's got two, two, two methods it demonstrates. One is peaceful, one is energetic. This is called the kabod. As you wait in the presence of the peace of the power of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated this morning. We're going to receive communion now. So if my communion, if my ushers would come forward, we're going to receive. If you, you don't have to be a member of this church to receive communion with us this morning. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've been saved, they would invite you to receive the communion with us this morning. We're going to, we're going to give you a, a small cup and a wafer of bread. If you'll just hold that until everyone's received. Um, if you're visiting with us this morning, then someone will come up here and, and bless the cup and bless the bread and we'll partake together. So.
while you're receiving this morning, Tabby would like to say something. Me too. As everyone knows, my mother had passed and we had a service. If you know my family, but some of y'all don't, my family don't show love. They just hateful. But in the last two weeks, I have seen what love is through all of y'all. And y'all don't know how much that means to me. I have received several text messages, phone calls, messages on Facebook, and just reached out. Some come to the service, and I just want to say thank y'all. Y'all don't know how much it means to know that you can be loved and when you don't need no love. And through all of y'all, and Jesus, I have made it this far. I've had a couple rough days, and they're going to be rough. And I know I can get through it with this family that I have here, and I just want to thank y'all.
I just love how God works. What I had has already been spoken this morning. Uh, so what I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of things, but I'm going to start with something that a wise man gave us last Sunday. I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians 11.29. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. That scripture is talking about the body of Christ. If we go back to Isaiah 53, and I'm just going to use verses 4 and 5 now. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of his peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now I'm going to give you a little quick story about this week. Some of you in here know that I lost use of this arm. This week's kind of, I was working Wednesday, and I don't know that I did anything. This hand still has some numbness, doesn't have all this feeling, so does part of this arm. When we went to lunch Wednesday, my hand was killing me. No reason. By Wednesday evening, it was swollen. Candace says, well, did you get bit? I said, I don't know. I don't think so. I didn't bang it against nothing that I know of. The only thing I'd done was taking held the nail gun over my head with this arm, something I hadn't done for years with this arm since the wreck. So I took a Benadryl. I got up the next morning, and I noticed all day I have more grip than I've had since the wreck in 16. Now, I still have a little bit of pain from whatever happened, and it's still a little swollen. But I got some more of my healing this week, any way you look at it. Now, I got one more thing that I got out of class this morning. It's like my whole thing was laid out and preached already before I got up here. There's a scripture this is for everybody that was up here a while ago that got your healing. Everybody. Right. Revelations 3.11 says, We must be relentless in holding fast what we've received from God. God gave us all authority when we accepted Jesus Christ. 
you got your healing today. Don't let go of it. Yesterday, the devil tried to tell me I didn't get my healing in my hand. Tried to get me to think my fingers were going cold again. I'm not accepting it. I'm taking my healing, and I'm not letting go. I'm going to be relentless and hold fast. So I'm telling every one of you today that got your healing, don't let go. So I'm going to pray over the bread now. Father God, I just thank you that you gave us the authority, and Father, you gave us the word to tell us how to respect this and how to receive you, Father God, that we receive every detail of our lives that you have for us. Now, Father, as we partake of this, Father, let us discern every detail of the remembrance of what all you went through to give us everything we need. And, Father, we just give all you all glory, all honor, and all praise in Jesus' name. Partake. So, I, I thought maybe I should make sure that Pastor Scott meant the right Candace, but I'm prepared either way. So... Um, and a lot of what I have has kind of already been said, too. Um, now, my scripture is not the same, but I was going to mention that. Um, Matthew 26, 27 through 29. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When Pastor Scott had preached last Sunday out of 1 Corinthians 11 about discerning the body, it really ministered to me in a fresh way of that this, this cup, this blood that it represents, makes us more than conquerors. There is power in this blood, and we are a new creation. The old has passed away. All things have become new. Everything has changed. We don't walk like we used to. We don't talk like we used to. We don't fill voids like we used to. We are satisfied in Jesus, and he satisfied the wages of sin. This is conquering blood. It is power. It is authority. There is no sin, no shame, no curse, mistake, or bad decision, no sickness or disease, no anxiety or depression or overwhelming situation in life that can conquer this blood, that can overcome it. We don't have to live in a lack mentality or chaos. The blood of Jesus is our victory over sin, over death, over anything that life throws at us. It is full of redemption power, restoration power, and resurrection. And we need to discern the body and discern the blood. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this cup. Lord God, thank you for your blood. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins. Thank you that by him we are washed clean from all unrighteousness. Thank you that we are new creations and that we are more than conquerors. Thank you that in Jesus 
and his blood, we have the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for those of you that are not aware, I just want to tell you that Candace has been approved as a missionary's associate, and she will be going as soon as she can raise her budget, she will be leaving us, and she will be going to Ireland for probably a two-year, two years, for two years. So she'll be over there for two years. At the end of this month, on a Sunday morning, she's going to bring her pledge forms, and we're going to have a time where those of you that want to can pass by and pick up a pledge form, turn the pledge form in in the offering plate that says that you'll support her while she's gone for two years. And then some of you may just want to give her an offering, but we're going to have a let's get Candace to Ireland Sunday morning. And we're, and I believe, I believe from this church, we can raise enough money to, to get her going. Do you believe that? I mean, I don't know what her budget is, but I think we can do that. So It says that after they had partaken that they sang a hymn. So it just seems like it's proper that we should sing this song called The Healer this morning. I think you've heard it. It goes, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. Surely he bore our sorrows, and by his stripes we are healed. Sing that one more time with me this morning. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. Surely he bore our sorrows, and by his stripes we are healed. If you're healed this morning, give the Lord a hand clap, would you? Say amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Leave out of here this powerful, knowing that Jesus Christ is for you, not against you. Rest your bodies. Come back tonight at 6 o'clock, and we're going to do it all over again. Praise God. What an opportunity, twice in one day. Praise God for that. Heavenly Father, bless and keep, Lord. Father God, clear our minds, clear our hearts, God. Father God, make us one in you, Lord God, and let the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, drive us forward. And the difficult things, O oh God, that only you can bring us through, Father. Thank you for the seed that's been planted this morning in good soil, O oh God. For, Lord, you said if the seed is planted in good soil, then it'll produce a harvest. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. We receive that good soil today, God. Thank you, Father God, for bringing forth the harvest. In Jesus' name we pray for your glory. Amen. Shake hands and be friendly. See you tonight at 6.